0: I have had a really hard time finding a time today to record earlier I realized I had the dishwasher on and it was too loud and then my neighbors sounded like they were watching a very intense action movie with a lot of bass and explosions and then there were some more flight situations happening from the small airport so it has been very busy And also a really frustrating two days. Oh, and I've forgotten even now to do the intro. So I guess I should do that and let you know what you're getting into. You're listening to Don't Read the Synopsis, a bookish podcast where I read and talk all things books except the synopses. I'm your host, Devin, an Aquarius, a mood reader with a wide range of bookish interests. And in my professional life, I teach writing and rhetoric at the college level. As I said, this has been a, I've had a frustrating couple of days. I had a really, really busy week. I don't know that it's really going to slow down because as we get deep into April, there's a lot of different kinds of campus events. We have an undergraduate research forum coming up. We have a new president. Uh, I think they call it an investiture. It's kind of like an inauguration of the president, the new president of the university, so there's a bunch of events and things for that. So it's just going to really be busy from here to the end of the semester, and in some cases I think that's good, and it's spring, and so campus is really beautiful and vibrant and things are going on, and at the same time I just feel so tired by the end of the day and not a lot of bandwidth left for frustrating things like being on hold for getting something done and then being hung up on because of the call volume oh my gosh most frustrating thing ever been that kind of walls in my face week when I've been trying to accomplish things and get stuff done I felt like I was really gonna be getting some stuff done on maybe was it Thursday I felt like things were smooth and moving and then it was like boom, boom, boom. Nope, 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 nope. I'm looking for silver linings yesterday. I had some blue raspberry like icy kind of thing from one of those like Kona ice trucks. They were at this campus event and I hadn't had like a snow cone type thing in a really long time and it was really good. So that made me happy. And the weather I think maybe has finally turned a bit we had some super stormy weather we got mostly wind and rain nothing like the tornadoes um that the a good chunk of the south unfortunately were dealing with and also i think some in the midwest too there's this kind of wide swath of storms so we've avoided that who very thankfully so again looking for silver linings and bright sides and in that way i have read some books i am going to share with you two very different books that i have read and even though i want to talk about a completely different book i'm going to save that for the topic chat i recently finished a book called villa america Uh, i kept calling this villa americana whenever i would talk about it to people but it's villa america by liza klausman I think I would say this is probably historical fiction and it is about, it's a kind of fictionalized biography of Gerald and Sarah Murphy, who are a couple who ended up kind of being the basis for F. Scott Fitzgerald's couple in Tinder is the Night. They were friends of Hemingway and the Fitzgeralds and Cole Porter and Picasso and all of these movers and shakers in the 1920s. I will say that for me, historical fiction works when it's about the 1920s. I don't know why that is. I think I do know why that is because I'm really fascinated by the 1920s and how much things were changing in the 20s and how in some ways things are still Oppressive and stuck for many 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 people and so it's interesting to read kind of fictionalized versions of that or Ways that like women and people of color are pushing back against that or kind of imagining the heartbeat of I Don't know I guess like trying to make it on one's own that seems to be happening a kind of Entrepreneurship of the 20s even in all these sort of illegal ways. There's just something kind of fascinating about it to me and so I appreciate the historical fiction that is set in that time usually usually oh I do remember how this came across my radar I was looking at my very very old oldest listed books on Goodreads from my fixing your TBR episode a few episodes ago I think it's episode 10 Uh, about your TBR and combing through your TBR. And this was a book that had been on there for a really long time. And I decided I would see what it was about by reading it. I was interested in it when it first came out and added it to my TBR in like 2015. I said to myself, why haven't I ever read this? And I think it's probably because of the setting, the historical period. I definitely, definitely have to be in the mood for something like that. Okay, so Gerald and Sarah Murphy are the inspiration for Tinder's the Night. The book is actually dedicated to them as well. I loved Tinder's the Night when I read it a few years ago. I reread it and I still thought it was great. I'm a fan of Fitzgerald's writing and a lot of the writing of that time period, even though I know that a lot of people don't love it because they're forced to read it and I totally get that. but. I'm also really fascinated by um, F. Scott and Zelda's life, obviously, and all of that. Tender's the Night has always been really interesting to me. The name of the title comes from the house that the Murphys built on the French Riviera, and that is where a good chunk of the action takes place. You get a lot of parties that are regularly attended by some of those folks I mentioned earlier, um, like Hemingway and the Fitzgeralds. And here Klausman is able to imagine what goes on at these gatherings which is a kind of fun part of the book but I will say the spotlight is really on uh, Gerald and Sarah and another character who is a pilot named Owen Chambers who comes into their life but I do think that the dialogue is probably some of the best part of this novel and the atmosphere the dialogue and the atmosphere really really pulled me in I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about this about a third of the way through because it was a little bit more it was more slow than I wanted it to be in that first first couple of chapters that are really about Sarah and Gerald's younger I think I wanted to get to the action which I will say I will say this is probably very much a me thing this happens to me a lot in historical fiction where the author is spending time laying some kind of groundwork or some kind of, you know, background, and I just want to get to the action. I do think that Klausman captures the atmosphere really, really well. It's so much to me about excess and evolving relationships, and all of this is going on around the Murphys while they seem to have a pretty strong relationship. So I think that there's something powerful kind of in that. I did appreciate the author's note that Klausman includes and she talks about where she did the research, how she did her research, what was real, what was fiction. That's kind of neat to see exactly how much the stories really come together. There's also some other nonfiction books mentioned by the author in the notes and afterwards, so if you're interested in reading more nonfiction that's dedicated to these people or this time period, my reading of this was probably a little richer because I have read Tinder is the Night, though I don't think you have to have read Tinder is the Night to get this or to like this, but I do think that if you, you had read that book that this feels familiar in a very specific kind of way. There's a lot of contrast here that shows some of that context of the 20s, that there's this contrast between happiness and tragedy and wealth and those who are less wealthy. That contrast could probably be starker. I think there's some opportunity to point out more about some of those class divides But I do think that this is really interesting, especially if you're a fan of Fitzgerald's The 1920s, etc. I gave this four stars, which is really high for me for historical fiction. It's probably 3.75, like I said. It took a minute for me to get into that first couple of chapters. And I also don't know if I totally love the way that Klossman did the ending. I wish there was a little bit more there. This provides a very different perspective of scott zelda hemingway the people the other folks that they hung out with and it's heartbreaking as much as it is kind of lush and atmospheric so that's villa america by liza Klausman. the other book that i finished that's very different, but still kind of inspired by last week's episode, is um actually Pamela Anderson's memoir, Love, Pamela. I wasn't sure what I would get with this, to be honest with you. Uh, I knew that she had a Netflix show out as well, and I was someone who who was a teenager in the real height, I think, of her popularity, and sort of um, weird way, I guess I would say, that the media kind of treated her and that if we look at how far we've come since that particular time, we would see, I think, if some of the things that happened to her were occurring now, we might feel a little bit differently. And I don't know. I was just really interested to, to hear from her perspective. I knew that there was an audiobook version and... You know, they're they're celebrities that you know something about and that is based solely on their image. I guess what I knew about Pamela Anderson is probably what a lot of people knew about her, right? So she was on Baywatch, she was an animal rights activist, she was married to Tommy Lee, they made a sex tape and someone stole it and published it or made videos out of it. I don't really remember if it was on the internet, quote unquote, on the internet, but I I know that people distributed it. I know that she had been in Playboy before her role on Baywatch. And that was kind of it because that's, right, the image of her in, in the 90s. This skimmed more of the surface than I thought it would be. I wanted to get a little bit more, more deep, I think it felt a little removed and I don't know if that was because of there were things that she didn't share and didn't feel comfortable sharing and that's totally fine but I just wanted a little bit more depth I guess uh, in some of the areas what I did like was that it was not linear and included some of the stuff about her past traumas that were I'm sure incredibly challenging to write about and I did I think appreciate the candor and honesty there because you're moving back and forth in time it doesn't really give you very much space to sink into however I, there was so much here that was a surprise I liked the fact that she really wanted to take control of her story in that mixing of poetry and prose you get that sense of that of trying to take control i don't think i would have liked this as much if it was chronological and i really again don't like star ratings i don't like to star rate autobiographies and memoirs but what i would say is i would recommend this book if you want to know more about pamela anderson's thoughts and feelings at these various points in time if you want to learn a little bit more about her history she does talk about her different relationships and um, she is trying to put a different and more positive spin on I think her life and reputation and celebrate some of the more quiet moments she talks about her role as a mother and I do think while this is an attempt to take control of her own narrative and change her narrative a little bit and there are some heavy moments in it it still stays a little bit on the surface, which is completely fine. And maybe you're looking for something that is lighter in that way, but still gives you information. It definitely feels authentic in a way that other celebrity memoirs might not. And I do really like the fact that she didn't use a ghostwriter, she didn't use anyone else to help her. It's truly, truly her words, her work, her poetry, her prose and i know that she had an editor i just mean it wasn't ghostwritten no one else is helping her in terms of the writing beyond her editor and publisher i did watch the netflix documentary after i read this i highly recommend the documentary as well and this was love pamela by pamela anderson a historical fiction kind of biography and then a personal memoir so still influenced by last week's recommendations about nonfiction. One of the other books I read this week actually, though, inspired my book topic, which is books that I, for some reason, put off reading. I guess, in a way, I was thinking about books that are that that get hyped, but I don't even know if that's really appropriate for what I'm talking about, or I don't even know if that's the topic. But I guess sometimes what I'm trying to get at is that As a mood reader, I sometimes want to read a book and I hear a lot of really good things about the book. So someone will read a book and post it on booktube or say that this was really good on Instagram or other places and I think, oh yeah, that does sound really good. I've had Part of Your World by Abby Jimenez on my bookshelf probably for at least a year, maybe a year and a half. And it has a beautiful little yellow spine. I knew kind of vaguely what it was about. A kind of um, fish out of water story. I would see it over there looking at me with all of the other books that have yellow spines. And I would think, oh, I need to read that. And every time I would watch BookTube and someone else would recommend it, I would think, I really need to pick that up. And I cannot tell you why I don't. I, I don't think this was a hype situation or me responding to hype. Some, as someone who is a rebel, if a book is overly exposed, I probably will be snotty about it and be like, oh, I'm not going to read that because everyone is reading it, which is dumb. was really trying to get at what do I mean? What's, what's causing me to stop or, or not read these books or like kind of what's going on? And I was thinking about just the notion of hype. And of course because again I am who I am I (laughs) was trying to find if I could a good definition of of hype or particularly when it came to books what I found was some different discussions about the impact or the effects of book hype or book buzz I think that book hype and book buzz can potentially be separate things. For me when I think about hype is like I cannot go anywhere. I cannot turn anywhere. I cannot stop myself from running into a, a mention of this book. There are some authors who get hype every time a book of theirs comes out because we're so excited about it like Emily Henry books. And I often give in to that hype. It might not be at the time or in that very moment that the book comes out. But I am really excited about reading Happy Place whenever I get around to reading it. So it's not like... I don't know what I'm trying to say here, actually. I think I'm trying to figure out what it is that, that bothers me or what it is that turns me off a book. I'm trying to figure out what it is in my mood that is like, mm, no thanks on that. You know what I mean? Because obviously I'm going to these different sources like Instagram and YouTube and other areas of the kind of like Trinet in order to get recommendations, right? I listen to a lot of book podcasts. I do wanna know what other people are reading I do want to know what other people have liked because sometimes books that they don't like sometimes still sound really interesting to me and sometimes books that people love don't sound interesting to me at all and that's the moodiness that's the taste preferences that sort of thing so one of the reasons that I say don't read the synopsis is because I want to try to experience for myself what a book is about or what it is like and yet I still listen a lot to people talk about books but I think that it's the personal spin that people use in reviewing and it's not just like a straight synopsis I really do try to avoid the straight kind of synopsis and sometimes if a book if there's a book I really want to read I will skip over people talking about it just try not to gather as much information in my head and if there's a highly buzzed or a highly popular book then I sometimes might have unrealistic expectations of that. And that's definitely going to affect my reading experience of it. So if I see a bunch of people talking about a book, I'm going to want that book to live up to that, to live up to the hype. And I do think for me personally, there are some books that did deserve the hype and there are other books that I didn't love as well. As everyone else and that's kind of, I, I think that's okay because it's about personal taste and preferences and I don't think I'm quote-unquote more intellectual or a better reader or anything like that because I don't like books everyone else likes I want to like every book that I read I don't derive any pleasure from disliking books some people might I'm not one of those people I want to like a book you know some people will like hate watch TV shows or hate read books I just don't have time for that I want to like the books that I read it's why I do avoid certain genres that I know that I'm not gonna love I took a chance this week on this historical fiction because it's set or last week actually I've been reading that book for a while a couple weeks Uh, I listened to the audio of Villa America and I think if I didn't have the audio I would not have gotten through those first those first couple of chapters. But anyway, I do want to enjoy the books I read. So I don't give any sort of pleasure from for not liking a book that everyone else likes. I think sometimes I'm either not in the mood for it or it just didn't strike me the way that it struck other people. For me, some books that have deserved all of the attention that I saw being given to them are things like Sea of Tranquility. And I don't even know if that many if I saw that as much I adored that book I talked about it in a previous episode I so don't want to go into a ton of detail here about it but I, I did really really enjoy it and I did not know very much about it going in because it is a book I think that is hard to talk about by Emily st. John Mandel I didn't love The Measure by Nikki Ehrlich as much as other people loved it I don't know why that is but it is I think probably the buzziest or most hyped book, most popular book, or a book I saw everywhere was Tomorrow, Tomorrow, Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin, which I totally, totally loved, and I gave five stars to. It was definitely overexposed in a lot of ways, though, you know? I think Taylor Jenkins Reid gets a lot of hype no matter what, but I enjoyed Carrie Soto, is back. Uh, I think any book that Taylor Jenkins Reid publishes is probably going to get just a ton of press because of her publishing house and all of the fans that she has. And even though I don't think people enjoyed this book as much as other ones, I do think that the writing was just as sharp as I remember from uh, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo and Daisy Jones and the Six. and I thought it was really bold I do understand the critique um, about the way that she uses uh, women of color in her books and I think that's a totally fair critique uh, and the way that she kind of treats other characters of color that she includes totally fair critique of it and then I didn't love and personally still don't quite understand the buzzer hype around Nita Prose's The Maid. I disliked almost all of the characters and did not enjoy that book at all. And I feel very much like I was in the minority and I feel very much like I read a different book than everyone else. But for a while I couldn't go anywhere without running into that book. I also did not read and do not plan to read. I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. I think that was the most hyped book I saw near the end of 2022. I'm like, don't even know what year it is anymore. At the end of 2022, that seemed to be on a lot of people's lists of books that they loved. As I mentioned, I read a lot of memoir, and I typically do want to read memoir from people who I know who they are. I don't know. I I just think I don't know the TV show that she was on. I'm not the generation who knows really who she is or a lot about her. And I don't know if I want to read such a heavy, heavy book. But that's one I just haven't read and have kind of purposely stayed away from because there's so much hype around it. Maybe one day if it's available at Libby when I'm scrolling and don't have anything to read, I might read it, but I've kind of avoided it because everyone is talking about it. And I just don't think it's, it doesn't sound like something that I would be particularly into, at least at this particular specific moment. I did say that Part of Your World by Abby Jimenez did kind of inspire my thinking about this. And that's because... I read that book. I finally got around to reading the book. I'm not even sure what made me pick it up. But I went to my shelf, grabbed it. It was staring at me, started reading it. And I will say I was, a little, I was very concerned about this book. I thought the writing was very good. But from the beginning, I really had some issues. The main character, the main female character, is going through it really going through it and this is the second book in a row not maybe not in a row but a second book that was really close together where the family expectations of the main character get in the way of their happiness and that was so significant and so strong in here and I definitely understood that that was what was driving the character but I thought that the way she was treating the male love interest was really really terrible and even halfway through I wrote on Goodreads that I did not see how this was only having have a happy ending because because Daniel was settling he was settling for the pieces of he was settling for the pieces that Alexa would give him and I really really hated that for him I thought their chemistry was really palpable And I loved the dialogue, that was so good. I just worried though the whole time, the whole time, about how Daniel, blue collar, younger guy, Alexis, doctor. So the way I had heard this book pitched is that she is a doctor in not a small town and Daniel lives in this small town. And I did hear that sort of difference and so I saw that difference is like city small town I didn't hear a ton of people talk about the age gap between them and I didn't hear anyone who I ever heard talk about this book or write about this book talk about the class differences and those were the things that was were really making me worried as I was reading through the book that were going to be an issue and I just kept thinking how is this going to happen have a happy ending how are these people going to overcome there's so much to overcome and for so long it just seemed like Alexis just kept shoving down her feelings because she couldn't have these feelings for this blue-collar guy she couldn't have these feelings and I think Jimenez did a really good job of showing kind of how Alexis was at home in the town and was seeing herself in those spaces and was starting to reject the notions of, like, reject the kind of thinking that her friends had about the small town. And uh, there's kind of this turning point where she really gets to see how snobby she might have acted in the past about that sort of stuff. So I do think that, that those were important points to get to see Alexis's growth. And, of course, she's also coming out of a an abusive situation and i think jimenez handled that really beautifully and i think that there's there's a heaviness to to what alexis is going through that stays in in the book you know and i think there's a heaviness to some things that daniel is dealing with also that you know he has to overcome and they both have to overcome something in order for them to be together so anyway i loved this book i loved this book this book I cried so many different times throughout the book. I, I'm i getting a little choked up now just thinking about them. I loved Daniel so much I thought that he was a truly incredible character. I loved the way that he was there for his friends. I loved his connection and his family connections to, to the town. To the small town. Yeah, I just found this really, really meaningful and particularly Alexa's growth from this relationship where she was kind of going through the motions of her life in a way and wasn't really looking around to sort of see what she could see and I think there's a part of me that identified with that and with the notion of how do I start over how do I determine what it is I really want out of life her family is not supportive of her thankfully I have not had to deal with that my family has always been incredibly supportive of my dreams and my goals uh, for like particularly in my career and maybe sometimes it's been overly focused on my career but I really 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 just found these characters super compelling and I'm so excited that I finally got around to reading this book because I realized I think it's uh April I don't know if it's in a couple of weeks I think it's the end of April maybe April 24th that Brie's book, which is her, um, Alexis's best friend is going to get a story and I'm so excited and I'm going to read that immediately, immediately, immediately. I went to look to see if I could get it on NetGalley and I couldn't. So, I mean, I am here and ready for it. I'm so glad that I finally read this book. I also felt the same way. And I talked about this in a previous episode about the Kiss Quotient series, Helen Wong's series, the Kiss Quotient, the Bride Test and the Heart Principle. I read all three of those back to back to back and again I was like why haven't I been reading these I don't think that for either one of these romance series it was hype that was keeping me away though or buzz I just think that I just I don't know I don't know why do I why y'all why 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 do y'all think I wait too so long to read books I think there's this sense that I'm worried if I'm going to like it I'm worried If there is a book that I I don't know if I it's that it's my own expectations but sometimes I just am denying myself for I don't know what reason I don't know why I wait so long to read some books I think I just want them to be like precious and hold the potential on my bookshelf for a little while longer I read love lists and fancy ships last summer I think or a little before last summer And could not say enough about it. Everywhere I went, I was talking about it. And then Sarah Granger Ruiz wrote uh, Luck. Luck and Last Resorts, I think. I'm looking at my bookshelf. Luck and Last Resorts. And I have not read it yet. Why? Why am I denying myself reading this sequel that I know that I'm probably going to like? This is the difficulty of having the tendency of a rebel. So Gretchen Rubin who is a happiness habits expert and has written several different books, has this concept about the four tendencies. I don't know what all of the different tendencies are, but they have to do with your motivations and what helps motivate you. And I have done, taken the test and a workshop on the tendencies. And as a rebel, sometimes you get in your own way. You rebel against the things that you want for yourself just because they're like, quote unquote, not required, but if there's any way that there is a rule, I find myself pushing against it, even if it's something I set in place myself. And so I have a lot of trouble with disciplined practice of any kind, whether it's working out or putting gas in my car or, you know, going on a walk every day, washing my car, reading something I know I'm going to love. I I just think there are ways that I work against myself. And I think that's true in books. But also, I do think maybe I just read all this stuff at the right time. Maybe I read The Kiss Quotient at the exact right time I needed it. Maybe I read Part of Your World last week because that's what I needed to be reading. And that really gave me a book hangover. I had a hard time getting into book after that. And I think that's part of what it is too. If I know or think that I'm going to like a book. I I never really know, right? But there are times where I think this book is going to absolutely wreck me. 20% into Part of Your World, I thought this book is going to break my heart. I think I said that on on Goodreads. I think there was something that I could sense about the way that people talked about it that I knew it was going to break my heart. And I think I was trying to put that off a little bit. So I'm not even sure. Hype is not always the reason that I resist a book. Although sometimes I will resist really popular books because I want to I guess like find it in my own time which doesn't make a lot of sense y'all I know but (laughs) it's part of the reasons I haven't read Lessons in Chemistry yet I haven't read Yerba Buena yet which are two books I really I do really really want to read Yerba Buena I haven't read again I'm looking at my bookshelf and I don't have a lot of physical books and I'm trying to read more physical books it seems like I do have quite a few books that are relatively hyped On my list on my on my bookshelf that I that I do need to get around to reading but yeah so even if I think that I'm going to like it sometimes I will put off reading it and will deny myself the pleasure for whatever reason I feel like I have taken a little bit of a step back in I haven't watched YouTube a lot lately I haven't really been much on social media at all the past couple of weeks. On and off I guess. But when things get really really busy I kind of don't always know or don't always have my pulse on what's coming out, what's going on, what's what's doing. I'm sure that there are books that are getting hype right now and a bunch of books are about to come out. I think that's what's really exciting and interesting too as we're going into spring. I think Catherine Center's newest book is coming out soon. Of course Emily Henry's book's coming out soon the sequel. I think it's called Yours Truly, Abby Jimenez, which is Bree's book. There's a couple of indie romance authors whose books I'm looking forward to. But overall, I think that for looking forward uh, to make myself read it, I'm going to say I want to read Your Buena before the month of April is over. So you heard it here first. So I'm curious, you know, pop on Instagram and tell me if buzzy books or hyped books get you excited about things? Do you experience a kind of like, oh, I want to read this because everyone is talking about it and I want to join in these virtual conversations. I mean, for me, it's kind of if my book club is reading it, then I'll read it for sure. If there's other challenges I'm participating in or virtual book clubs that I'm participating in, I will read books for those even if there's a lot of buzz about them. I think buzz can be good, right? Like I want authors' books to get noticed and picked up and people to read them, but sometimes I think they get it can get a little skewed. I think that's why the trusted sources that you have are important for you. I think you can post that you have gotten a book in the mail from bookmail and say, Oh right, here's my latest stuff from publishers or hear the arcs that I have been, that I've been given lately. That doesn't necessarily mean someone likes the book or not. So I always try to find reviews, like legitimate reviews of books. At the same time, I also don't want to know a ton about books going into them, obviously. So sometimes I'm sort of stuck in the middle of those two desires. Wanting to make sure this book is something I'm into, but not wanting to know too much about it. There's a happy medium. So I found people who do a good job at giving you the vibe or general sense of the book without giving too much of the plot away. Because again, I had no idea what I was getting with Part of Your World. And I've heard at least eight different people talk about it. I've heard like three or four people on BookTube and several more people on Bookstagram. And I still didn't really truly know what I was getting into and I loved that. I loved being able to discover Daniel and Alexis for who they were and as the story came to me and I didn't have a big set of expectations and so I think sometimes when you see everyone raving about a book it obviously, obviously set your expectations high and I think when you maybe take some steps back for yourself and wait a bit to read it maybe your expectations have waned. Because if you don't hear people just talking about books, like how do you find the books, you know, if, unless you're just wandering around a bookstore one day. So I think we need the talk. We need the buzz. We want conversations about it. I also really appreciate people who bring attention to books that aren't getting a lot of hype or that maybe get less hype, particularly if it's independent authors or if it's somehow um, particularly women of color who might be getting left behind in the different conversations within different communities of books, like different genres of books. So I do seek some of that out for myself to see what people are talking about. The other book that I have finally gone back to reading, and there's a personal reason for this particular quitting the book and then coming back to it. But I was so excited for Alexa Martin's Better Than Fiction. I've read a the sports romance that Alexa Martin writes which I highly recommend. I believe the very first one is Fumbled uh I'm not 100% sure. Uh, there's like Fumbled and Blitzed and it's about a football team. It's so it's so great. To me this Better Than Fiction um is a little bit different. It's a little bit more in line with some of the other books that uh Martin writes, but still I was really 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 hyped for I was hyped for it myself because I like her writing and her books so much. And I was in the middle of reading it when a pretty significant event happened in my life and some personal stuff came the front of my attention. I did not wanna read a romance novel at that time. I didn't read it and then I had to return it to the library and recently saw that it was available on Libby and so I started reading it again And really enjoying it still enjoying it I think I'm at 65% it has to go back to the library in a couple of days so it should finish it soon recently I talked about last episode how I'd been in this mini slump and I thought I was through it but y'all let me tell you I've been so busy and so tired that I have not been reading very much I usually wake up and will and like to spend 30 to 40 minutes reading in the morning, and I like to spend 30 to 40 minutes reading at night, and I, have, I wasn't able to do that last week. The only reason I was able to finish the books that I was able to finish was because, well, I couldn't put Part of Your World down, but the other two books that I was reading I had on audio as well, so I was able to get through them because I had them on audio and can listen to them in pieces as I drove back and forth and drove around town and did all this stuff that I had to do for these events that were happening on campus last week and the week before that and maybe before that, I still think I'm in not really a slump. I finished 25 books in March. Thank you audiobooks and biography and memoirs and nonfiction. So I finished 25 books, which I am thrilled with. I don't think I read that much last uh, month. I think it was close, but I don't think I got there but uh so i'm happy with what i've read and how much i've read and those kinds of things but i still so it sounds weird to say i'm kind of in like a weird slump and i don't even think it's a slump i think it's just taking me longer to read books than it has in the past and so even though i have multiple books going each of them are taking me what feels like longer to read but then i'm finishing them all at once i finished three books at one time essentially a few days ago feels like i'm reading quickly in the time it would normally take me to read two books, I'm now reading, like, one book. Like, physically reading it in the ebook form, form or reading the physical book, it's taking me much longer. I feel like I should have Better Than Fiction finished by now. And I don't. I don't. And I don't even think it's that long. Oh, yeah. It's three... I'm at 60% and it's 324 pages. But I just have a lot going on and I haven't had really significant stretches of time to read, and I don't have it on audio to listen to. Anyways, I will finish it soon, and I am really enjoying it. And I'm glad that I went back to it. I was one, it was one I was really excited to read due to circumstances, couldn't finish. And so I'm glad that I can kind of overcome that and get back to it. And I'm hoping April is going to be full of great books that I love. And again, I'm trying not to worry too much about the pace of my reading. And just accept things as they come I don't think I'll read as many books in April as I read in March because it's going to be super duper busy and I don't have a week of spring break and driving to listen to things as I did in March is when I got a lot of those books read but I am very excited because one of my best friends he and his wife are having a baby and they're having a shower their parents are throwing them a shower and it's about halfway, the shower is about halfway between where I live and where he lives. So I will be traveling to that um, in a couple of weeks. So I'll have some time to read on the road uh, as I listen. So I'm stoked about that. I don't know what I'm planning to read, but I'm gonna go back and look at some of my looking forward to see if there's anything in there. I have books that I've been putting off for a while that I would like to read. And, but I'm not going to build a TBR, and I'm not going to build a list. I'm just going to sort of see where things take me, what comes up on my Kindle. There's some books coming out. There's some continuations of series that I really want to read. I think it's going to be a great spring. I think April's going to be a good month of reading, and I hope that it is for you. I will be back in your ears very soon with another topic. This one was a little chaotic and all over the place. I just wanted to talk about why I put off reading books because it's frustrating to me and I'm the one doing it and I could solve this problem by just picking up books sooner, but I don't for whatever reason, you know? Is that an instinct that, oh, maybe this isn't the right time for that and then when I finally do get around to it, it's the perfect timing? How much do you think timing has to do with whether we enjoy a book or not? And also, if you're someone who makes a TBR and sticks to a TBR, Or has a priorities like book list that you're working off of how aren't you still like in a way mood reading because you're deciding what you're gonna read first and you're deciding like what you're in the mood for within those parameters but I just don't even think I could give myself the parameters even if I gave myself maybe I'll do an experiment one day that is like here are your parameters like you can only read books that are on your shelf well you know what will be parameters I will be doing a little bit more traveling in the summer I'm gonna go visit Uh, once classes are done I'm visiting my parents I'm gonna go see my mom for Mother's Day and I will take books with me and that's usually a little bit limiting except that I have a Kindle that I take to and then it's not as limiting but maybe I'll do a little bit of an experiment maybe I'll record from there and have my mom come on and talk about what she's reading if she's up for it but that will be in May I also, in an upcoming episode, I don't know if it'll be next week. It will really depend on if I can get these books read, but I did a blind date with a book. I ordered from Etsy shops and I also went to my local bookstore to get like a packet of blind date with the books. They sell these like uh, little, I think there's like three or four books usually. And, uh, I got some interesting books and so I'm going to read from those And let you know uh, what I thought about that. What I thought about the whole concept of Blind Date with the book. I got some stuff that was pretty. One of the books I'm very, very excited about. And would never. I had never even heard of it. And I would not have chosen it at all. So I am intrigued by it. And so I'll be reading that pretty soon. And so that's an upcoming episode I don't it's not gonna be next week because I don't think I can finish this book by then I still there's some other books that I really want to get to that I haven't gotten to yet either and I don't know what's coming up but whatever it is will be a fun time I hope you're doing well thank you so much for continuing to support the podcast for telling your friends sending them my way continuing to listen messaging me or leaving comments on Instagram. I really, really appreciate it. I have to say that for me, this podcast is a big bright spot in some really tough times that I'm experiencing personally and having a moment to chat, to think about books, to plan for books. One of the things that that does is keep me reading. And I really want my hobby of reading to to, to stick with me. It's been there whenever I've needed it. And sometimes it's really hard to continue, particularly in the genre of romance. And that's why I think I've been dipping into other genres and surprising myself a bit, particularly with how much nonfiction I read. Holy cow. And it just gives me a chance, even though you don't really realize it, to make me feel a little less alone, like I'm talking to you every week. So I fully appreciate all of the support and messages, and listens, and downloads, and subscriptions, and all of that sort of stuff. I'll continue to have in the show notes how you can find the show, how you can find me, and if you want to follow me on Goodreads, Storygraph, or Instagram, I'll have all of that in the show notes as well as uh, the couple of books that I talked about today. So until next time, what you read is up to you, but take my advice, don't read the synopsis. Thanks, y'all. Wow, I can't believe this is still so long. Who knew I could ramble on for that long?